So ladies, I have a question. Like, did y'all ever like really want to be a mermaid? Yeah, like when I was like nine, when Little Mermaid came out. Yeah, I remember like swimming through the swimming pool trying to be like Ariel. So not like recently, like last year at the beach or anything when a wave comes by and you pop out? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Just me. Um, Got it. So, Andy, are you just trying to be part of your world? A Twisted Tale by Liz Braswell? A special, this is a special potheads who read because yeah. Andy, <clears throat> pardon me, Andy's actually read a, a, a whole novel and is joining us today. Read a book, y'all. He read a book. He read a book. <laughs> and even though he get, even though he is a part of our potheads in training, this is actually the first time we've had a guest on potheads who read. Hey. Hey. And we didn't even have to entice Andy to do it. He was like, guys, I think I want to read a book with you. Yeah. And we were like, wait, what? Do you even know what that means? Three minutes to get that sentence out, though. (laughs) It really did. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I think I want to read a book. Like a, with lots of pictures, small articles. <laughs> I think you can just find it on any newsstand or mm-hmm. at checkout aisle. Mm-hmm. Well, it took a minute. But, I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad we found one that you were interested in and excited about, and yeah, and and read to to talk about with us. I know it is kind of weird because like I think I said <clears throat> this on the last one, but I think it's been. I'm not proud of it, y'all. I just think it's been about. Nine to ten, seven, eight years. I don't really know. It's been way too long. <laughs> Nine, ten. That's how you count, seven, by the way. Seven, eight 12. years. Somewhere between the last seven time, and ten the years. The last time I read a full book was my last year of college. The last time I read a full book, Friends was still on TV. Like, actual <laughs> TV. <laughs> Not on syndication. Um, how have you guys been? <laughs> we haven't really talked. I mean, we've like messaged, but we haven't really like talked, talked in like what a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I think after seriously after our last recording for Bernstein Bears, um, my house like came down with the virus from hell and mm. uh, influenza. No, we didn't have the flu. Well, if we did have the flu, I, we didn't know it. Um, Dash started out with a cold. Then he was okay for a day. And then he got an ear infection. And then his eardrum ruptured. Oh. And then he got the virus, which is, like, just this fever that never goes away. Like, it just sits there at, like, 101 or whatever. <clears throat> 
for days and days and days. And finally it went away and he's better. And But it took forever. And then I got like a cold thing. <clears throat> so if, if I cough or clear my throat, it's because I have drainage. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so sexy when you say mm. it that way. Right. Guys, it's okay. I just got drainage. I'm going to be Ursula today. <laughs> I know. Actually, it is kind of perfect because Ursula faked being sick like half the book. Right. <laughs> Andy, what have you been spoiler up to? Alert. <laughs> yeah, right. um, spoiler alert. Spoiler. Um, really just kind of work. I know. It's real sad sounding. But, I mean, between that and binging Shit's Creek and getting ready to see my family this weekend. There really hasn't been a lot going on. So are you, are you coming up to NC or are you going are they coming down to you? No, um we're gonna be in Asheville. So every year we try to go snow tubing, although this year since it has just non stopped rain, um we will not be doing that. They were really super excited. Mud tubing. <laughs> you don't want to go mud tubing? That's something no. fun. Well, they also got really excited, too. They're like, well, if it's too warm, we'll just go for a hike, guys. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Don't sign me up for cardio. Not today, <laughs> Ursula. Josie? I finished work in Florida. Yay. For now. Yay. Yeah, I'm, I might have to go back in a couple weeks, but... I was back in Chicago. Today's my second day back in Chicago, and now I'm leaving tomorrow morning to go to Arizona for a week for vacation. So yeah. it just was like living in a whirlwind. I cleaned and did a bunch of stuff for work in my apartment on Tuesday because, of course, my flight was delayed all Monday night because it snowed on Monday in Chicago. So I got in really, really late on Monday night. And then today I had to work more and get a bunch of stuff out. And then I left work late trying to get last emails sent out and received to send out all of this information that needs to be out before. Um, needs to be out while I'm on vacation. So I had to get it out today. And then I had to unpack my bag just to repack it back up. <laughs> So it's just yeah. been a little crazy, but I am looking forward. I'm going to Phoenix. I get to go see a couple Cubs spring training games. I get to celebrate a friend's bachelorette, and then I get to celebrate another friend's birthday. And we are actually doing some hiking. And we're going, <laughs> ironically, um, we are going up into like the Sedona area. Oh, it's we're gonna. Um, we already booked an Antelope Canyon tour, and. Uh, horse bend um, hike we talked about doing the Grand Canyon so I think it's going to be a lot of fun it's just going to be I mean it's just like work crazy nonstop. everybody was like aren't you excited to have days off when you get home and I'm like nope I still have to work (laughs) but now that's more of a trip too yeah yeah I mean I definitely had to keep working just because I'm going on vacation so It'll be worth it. Mm-hmm. But it's say? just like, Andy, when did you say? Oh, sorry. Have you seen the Grand Canyon? No. I and have. The Grand, Canyon, the Grand Canyon's not 100%, and I've never seen it. But mm-hmm. Antelope Canyon, I'm super, super excited about. Super. Super. So excited. 
Um, just so super excited. I love a good antelope canyon. But it's also just one of those things where it's like, I'm so looking forward to vacation and this vacation is just going to be super packed. Yeah. Cause it's a whole, like it's a whole bachelorette weekend where we have stuff planned out literally from like Thursday night until Sunday morning. And then Sunday night, we don't really have anything planned, but from Monday until Thursday, when I fly back, it's just like packed and there's going to be a lot of driving and, and hiking and stuff like that. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I really enjoy all the people I'm going on this trip with, so. That's and it's, good. like, two different legs. There's, like, two different groups of people that I'm actually going to be down there with, so. Well, that's fun. I think you're going to need to double-check your bag before you, like, leave the house tomorrow. Because <laughs> Roxy, well, Roxy's <laughs> either going to, like, stow away in it or she's going to, like, hide a knife or something in there. So you can't fly. not going to hide a knife in the bag. She's just going to cut me in my sleep. She's not going to be happy that you're leaving her. She has been following me nonstop since I got back late Monday night, which respectively, I totally understand that. Yeah. And then today when I was getting ready for work, she got real mad at me. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) I'm like, look, Kat, you need a place to live. I have to be able to afford it. I have to buy you food. She's got plenty of food, but... She does need a place to live. <laughs> yeah. You do. That's not a street cat. No, she's a fat, lazy house cat for sure. She's a she's a happy cat when her mama's home. Yeah. <clears throat> well, she, she did get a snuggle up on me, but yeah. Well, I'm sure when you get back next week, she'll. But then I she might... may only try to kill you in your sleep one night, and then the next night she'll be over it. Yeah, and then I also might be going back to Phoenix March 8th. (laughs) Phoenix? Why? One of my other best friends, (laughs) her and her wife, are adopting their fourth child. Oh, wow. Congratulations to them. Yeah. It was like, it's kind of been a whirlwind. They've had her since she was three weeks old. Maybe even younger than that. And there was, like, a real, real possibility they were going to lose her. And it was very sad for them. But they finally got awarded custody and adoption rights and severance and everything like that a couple months ago. And then I found out after I booked all of this other stuff when the adoption date was. And, of course, one of their sons that they've adopted is my other godson. And their other son, who's a year older than my godson, like all the kids call me Aunt Jojo and they FaceTime with me all the time. And the the second oldest, he was like, Aunt Jojo, you have to come to the adoption. No. We're getting our sister. You have to come. And I was like, okay, but you have to tell me when it is. And then she, like, FaceTimed with me, and they were like, the, they told me the adoption date. So now I'm like, okay, I have to try. It might just be, like, my two days off, like I did with the last adoption. But I might be going back to Phoenix. I feel <laughs> like I want to say I'm happy for you, and I am happy for them. And if it wasn't for the end of that story, I might be twisted about it. But I feel like Sheila and I both are like, oh, okay. You never come. First of all, Andy, I literally just saw you in November. That. (laughs) If 
anybody deserves if anybody deserves a visit, it's Sheila. Because the last time I was there was for my godson's fifth birthday, and he's now six. Hey, it's I been a while. Want to be part of your world? He wants to be part of our world. <laughs> Not just I my mean, world or your world. Andy and I were talking the other night about all the weddings and everything we have to go to this year, and I'm oh, like, yeah. it's so much. You'll have Which, to meet us at something, Chiefs. Yeah. Hi. I just call you She's. I don't know what that was. Let's just pretend it didn't happen. Um, I have a lot of nicknames. She, 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 Shia, Shira. I don't know. I'm here for Shira. Let's go. I mean, I think, yeah, well, I mean, we call it Jojo and Shia. That's what we. Yeah, Shia. Shia. The funny thing about Shia was I was called Shia in college, and then I started working at Applebee's, and we had to, like, decorate our name tags and I accidentally washed mine one day and when it came out I didn't have that L and the um I or no I didn't have the L and the E anymore so it was Shia but with spaces and I just kept it and it was so funny I introduced myself I'm like hi I'm Sheila and they're like but it says Shia and I'm like I know that's my nickname but I, I would have been like, oh, so you're that table. Got it. <laughs> you're going to be fun today. <laughs> glad to see you can read, listen to my podcast. Oh, I'm really glad that you guys are my fun table. <laughs> oh, you like to have fun. Let's have fun. Speaking of fun, I have a fun Harry Potter fact. <gasps> I love fun Harry Potter. Ho- ho- <laughs> I can't even talk. I love fun Harry Potter. <laughs> I didn't know where this was going. (laughs) Okay, are you guys ready for this? Yeah. I feel like I'm not really doing it on purpose, but I feel like I am kind of finding themed facts with the books that we've been reading. And this one, obviously, we've kind of alluded, well, we alluded to it, like what it is, and Little Mermaid and Ursula and blah, 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 so water. So this one actually involves a lake. Um, This says, J.K. Rowling revealed that there is some form of graduation ceremony for seventh years that includes riding the Hogwarts boats back across the lake as they leave but that she chose not to include it in the books because of the Battle of Hogwarts. Very cool. Um, I read that, and part of me was like, oh, man, I'm kind of bummed that she didn't do that. Yeah. But then the other part of me is like, I feel like it might have just been, like, really underwhelming. I feel like you would have been like, why are they taking a boat? Why can't they, like, fly off on their brooms or something? Why can't they just apparate out of the castle? Although all of us know reasons. Well, I should I say all of us, but Sheila and I probably know the real reasons why they don't That's do any of the other stuff. Yeah. Rude or fair? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying you can't apparate on and off of Hogwarts grounds because they have a protection around the castle. There's that, and not everybody can apparate. Yep. You have to get you have to pass the test and get the license. And I mean I guess they could technically do the broom, but you know. Oh. I just think it would just be kind of like underwhelming in the sense of like 
like you have that big scene at like the King's Cross and it always mm-hmm. ends every year. Like she always ends every year at the station. Yeah. So maybe it wouldn't maybe it wouldn't have been underwhelming. I just feel like the like ride back, like, I don't know. I feel I, like it would have been something you might not have noticed if it was always in there. You would have been like, Oh, they took a boat and then they did the ending scene. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Sorry, maybe. I was but they only... Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> That's all right. Just step over my words, as my son would say. That's what he says. Stop walking all over my words. <laughs> That's how he says you're interrupting me. I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, I was going to say, like, like I feel like as the first years, they, they get on the boat. And, like, it's really amazing because they see the, the castle for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so, it, like, it's this huge, like, momentous thing and... So there's that moment, and I would just feel like maybe leaving would be just sad because, like, you don't have, like, this big momentous, like, building or thing in front of you. Well, and, I mean, Andy, I don't want you to call me rude, but I don't know if you know this or not. (coughs) The first years are the only ones who take the boats across. Yeah. I didn't yeah, they don't ever do it any other year. So I guess, I mean, I definitely see the significance behind it. Yeah. And, the other years, like, and the ceremony behind it. Because yeah. the other years they um, ride in the carriages or wagons with the um, thestrals pulling them. Yeah. So. Awesome. Uh, there's your right. the Harry Potter fact for the day. There's the oh, Harry Potter ah! <laughs> I was like, what is that? Oh, it was Andy. I don't know. I was like, <laughs> what are these funny noises we're not used to? <laughs> um, so let's get down to business. What is that? Oh, that was my germ roll. Oh, that <laughs> <I> was like <laughs> I was like, is Sheila shaking her mic? I was so confused about what I was, was happening. Like, I thought it was a mic too. <laughs> By the way, um, everybody, I, the reason that sounded so funny and it did sound like a mic was tumbling is because Andy, he how he sets up his computer oh, I was like, Are you calling to talk me? to us, it's like a whole bunch of cardboard boxes. It is, yeah. And so him like pounding them, I can see how like that would make it, yeah. <laughs> Weird microphone falling sound. I mean, Andy just pounding away <laughs> where we can't see his hands. Andy, put your hands up so we. I can just see don't trust y'all. Hands. I need to make sure that I'm not like 15 chins recording this thing, so we have to bring it up to eye level. Well, when we record these ones, I I turn them into video or the video, and then I turn them into audio, and so. Yes. Nobody sees Did video. Maybe in the future they will see yeah, it. Yeah, you lives, Sheila. <laughs> um. Okay. So, um, this was my pick. Woo. Although I will say, it. Yeah, it's my month to pick. I ultimately had say on if we actually read this book or not. But Sheila and I had already discussed it, and we had actually suggested like i don't know eight book titles and andy was like i mean maybe it doesn't have to be this month i read with you guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's like maybe not for March. um and then sheila remembered that 
her and I had already discussed this book. And so we suggested it to Andy and Andy was all about it. So we chose <clears throat> part of your world. It's a twisted tale by Liz Braswell. Um, I don't know. I always like when they twist fairy tales. Mm-hmm. So I like yeah. the idea behind it. Um, I like the idea that there's like a whole little series. This particular, I mean, there's a whole series with um, a bunch of the different princesses, but this particular author wrote four in the Twisted Tale series. Um, and so I was pretty excited to read this. Yeah, me too. We ready for the synopsis of our yeah. story? All right. Tell us. Let's get this on. All right. What if Ariel had never defeated Ursula? Five years after the twisted events of the film, Ariel is now the queen of Atlantica, and Ursula is running Eric's kingdom on land. But when the sea witch threatens Atlantica once more, Ariel finds herself returning to a world and a prince she thought she left behind forever. Dun, dun, dun. You can't separate true love. Or can you? I mean, well, you can for a little while, apparently. For five years, apparently. Five years. And a couple weeks. Yeah. Give or take. Give or take. <laughs> so, Andy, you are the guest. Yes. For our very first guest appearance on our Potheads Who Read. So, what was your initial impression? I actually really liked it. Um, I mean, I will say it's a very, and I said this to y'all a couple times, it's a very easy read. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. on the young adult spectrum, I feel like it does lean young. But, I mean, that was fine with me because it was was just, like, conversational, but not just overly conversational. Yeah. I don't know. I thought I really liked it. I enjoyed it. I kind of like the way it was broken up to like between the different characters. Yeah. Shia, how about you? I liked it when I started reading it. I don't know, maybe a quarter of the way through, I was like, I need to rewatch the little mermaid now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need to find my DVD of it. Uh, but yeah, it was just, it, it brought me back to being nine Mm-hmm. And the movie coming out, and um, uh, my poor family when it came out on VHS. For those of you that don't know what a VHS is, it's a videotape. <laughs> um, it's hurt. It's like a DVD, but it has tape. And it, I, I mean, we would rent it because we didn't own it yet. So like every weekend, like we would go to the the video rental place and. My dad would let me pick one video, and I always picked The Little Mermaid for, I don't know, six months, a year. It was, I just know it was a long time, and and now as a parent, I'm like, oh, my poor parents. <laughs> when I, <laughs> there's times that we, we watch and rewatch and rewatch shows or movies, so, um, but yeah, it made me want to go back and watch this again and um it definitely took me back and i like the um i also like the different takes Mm -hmm. of 
of what could happen. I've read um I've read Wicked, which is I mean it's like pre mm-hmm. pre um Dorothy and I read Dorothy Must Die which I love and I mean I've just I've read a bunch of other um stories about like the the befores or what made them become who they are or even like what happens after and so it's it's kind of fun it's fun seeing a different universe of of the stories that we grew up with yeah I love when they take things and they twist it around I really do yeah but the little mermaid has always been one of my favorite stories and I liked it. Did you? But I did, like, I liked it. It was good. It was done well. But there were just certain parts where I was, like, just didn't really care. I get it, yeah. Like, the middle, <laughs> I felt like I, I enjoyed the the beginning, and I felt like the middle was a little, it dragged a little, maybe? Yeah. But and I then I, in the middle. I mean, like. I like the end though. Like I really well like, when, Andy and I were talking about it cuz I was like, yeah, I'm like in it. And I do think if I was in a different state of mind and hadn't been like reading it at the tail end of like a really intense work experience, it probably would have been much different. Right. For me, my experience would have been a lot different. Um but uh <laughs> That's Liz Braswell getting mad at you. She's yeah. True. Yeah. Everybody's like, um, excuse me. Don't just um, the little mermaid. <laughs> I mean, I do, I do definitely think that what's going on in your personal life affects how you outlook, how your outlook on books are. Oh yeah, for sure. And I know for a fact that if I wouldn't have needed to read this book for a podcast, it would have been a book that I would have started and I would have ended and I would have gone back to it. But being as how it was like, okay, I have to read it. And it's not even that it was like hard to power through it or anything. Um, It was a very easy read, like Andy said. And there were a lot of there were a lot of aspects that I really enjoyed about it. But then also there's some things where I'm like, like her take on some of the characters. I was like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. There was a few that I was like, I'm not sure. Don't get me wrong. Like in the original story, Ariel was like just a bratty teen who was like, no, I just want my way and I don't care what the outcome is. And this was her kind of having to overcome it and everything. Right. But then at the same time, like this, she's the rule, like she's the queen of like the sea and like they talk about how she's just so great and she's so great at being the queen. But then she's just like, I mean, I just don't know what to do to defeat Ursula. Like the whole book. (laughs) I'm like, how are you this like amazing queen that everybody loves and reveres? And it's like, huh, what am I going to do? But she did know how. She just wasn't trying to kill everybody in the process. Sure. I mean, right. But it was also like some of the stuff that she was trying, I was like, 
I just feel like her character, whether you look at at the movie or even like some of the stuff with how they set her character up in this book, I'm like, she's just acting kind of like a nitwit and she just doesn't seem like a nitwit character. Yeah. And it kind of, and it kind of takes me back to the ultimately a lot of the things that I find as much as I love Disney and I love Disney princesses, it's kind of like ultimately that thing where it's like Disney princesses are supposed to be like this, this empowering thing, but there's ultimately always like this man who has to help her. And even Eric was like the mad prince. And like, all he did was walk around in the clouds and even in the book, like, halfway through, when it's, it was like as soon as the curtain was lifted from his eyes, it was like, oh, Eric's really smart. And it's like, all Ariel did was lose her voice. Like, she didn't lose her brain. Right. So, like, why is she, like, kind of this nitwit through everything? And then Eric's, like, plays all this tactical stuff. And then there's, like, the one part in her in their study or... Ursula's study or whatever where he's like this is the marriage contract and he just like brings this out to her like all amazing it's like I mean I know Ariel and Eric at the end of it and I'm jumping ahead I know Ariel and Eric at the end of it had the same idea in how to defeat her and what to do but it's like why did after everything and even they even said this in the book like I think Sebastian said it to her where He's like, or maybe Ursula said it, it's like, you can't think that just putting her in the water and turning her back in to the... um, It's going to stop it. Turning her back into Ursula with the tentacles and everything is going to stop it. Like, what does that actually do? It doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything, yeah. Well, and I think maybe part of why, like, like, Ariel was a good queen for Atlantica... And, but part of why she didn't know what to do for Ursula or to be Ursula was the fact that, like, Ariel even talked about, or it was it was mentioned a few times, like how Atlantica was just this like kind of this like little like Renaissance closed off philosophy closed off. Like they have their like their own philosophy and everything's just kind of like oh we just. Right, to keep ourselves away from everybody and we're going to ignore all the big scary stuff. And I you know, I think when like that might have been like a factor is that they just didn't know how to to fight. Do you know what I mean? Like it yeah. Wasn't they did frequently. They were diplomats. Yeah, they just didn't have the you know, the they didn't Well, Ariel people. was the diplomat. Yeah, like because there were several times where she was like, "If it was my father, I w- he would just crush. He me. would just do this, and if it was this, they would just do this." So it's like Ariel was the diplomat. Nobody else was really the diplomat. And see, I think that's too like something like yeah. I mean, she definitely because I mean, you start to think she's still technically young. Young, she's like what, twenty-one she now. Was not trained to be the successor since she was like what, like sixth, seventh, eighth in line. Um, I think six. Wasn't she the six? I think so. Um, or was she the eight? Seven. They said it. I don't know. But um, so like, I don't think she ever really thought she'd have the responsibility. But they did often show throughout the book, like there were little things where it was like they talked about how she signed a treaty between these two things, and she 
she like was really orchestrating some things really well, some things not great. But I think that's also because like her heart wasn't in it. Yeah. I think it's true. She just didn't want to. Yeah, but even like at the end, her sister and even Triton were like, Wow, you were really good at this. Yeah, Atina. And she was oh yeah, Atina. I mean, they were like, Oh, you're really, really good at this and it's like 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 they were still surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she even said, and even Atina said it too, like, her punishment for what happened was to make her the ruler. And she flat out said it, like, I never thought this would ever be my role. Right. Which I get. I I think the other part of it for me is um, I have recently watched... The Little Mermaid, because uh-huh. I do like I love watching Disney movies when I fall asleep, and I'll get hooked on a couple of them. Uh, like I'll get hooked on one, and I'll watch that to fall asleep for like two weeks, and then I'll just like watch something else. And um, The Little Mermaid was in the rotation for a little bit, and like Sheila, like when this came out, this was huge when it came out, and. I think every girl our age knew. And some boys. Some boys. Yeah, some boys. But, I mean, like, we knew The Little Mermaid. So that was the other part of it is, like, even though I love The Wizard of Oz, I know The Wizard of Oz. I've been in the play, like, two different times. Wicked didn't really bother me because it was, like, pre- Wizard of Oz. Like, right. you don't know any of that world. And so, I don't know. Like, there was just something, like, a little part of me where it was like, ooh, you got you to see, like, what if? Yeah. What if it didn't happen? And then I just was like, why are they making her dumb? And then they're, like, glorifying Eric Smarts. Maybe it's the feminist to me. I, I was just like... I didn't catch that at all. Like, I didn't... You... We just read it from different angles. Because I never thought that she was... She was really portrayed... She was still young, and she was portrayed things of, like, wanting to do things for herself. But, like, I never really called it where she was dumb, and they put him as smart. But then again, I also haven't been reading for years, so that could also be... I, didn't. I will also say, like I said, my mindset for where yeah. I'm at right now... I, um, true. It was, there were some difficulties with, with my job where it was like, it was almost like very combative with me and a male manager where they would ask me a question, I would give them an answer, and then it was just automatically kind of like dismissed, questioning or dismissal. Or whatever of whatever I was saying. So it very much was like, no, I know this. Like, I have this right. knowledge. And it was getting dismissed. And so in this book, I was just like, I was honestly kind of annoyed during most of it. Because I was just like, why are they going through it this way? I think, because I never felt like Eric was stupid in the movie not at um, all. Um, no. and and I think what ha- what this is is like Ursula. Like how I kind of took it was like it wasn't Eric was 
stupid or whatever. It's because of what Ursula did to him. Like she put the spell on him. So he kind of had this fog over him. Even when like, and so he had this fog and he had this fog for like five years. Right. And so I think, and like, so she never thought that like he had it in him. Like she didn't know that he was a, a, a smart man. Oh, Ursula definitely thought he was stupid. She totally well, she did. was she was arrogant and thought all humans were right right so I think like when like he you know comes out of his fog and he you know starts figuring everything out like that's why like I think that's why it was kind of brought up and it was more brought up for like from the Ursula side and I I also feel like it's kind of like Ariel saved him this time like the princess saved um the poor prince do you know what I mean because she kind of did in a way. I mean, they, like, I mean, she did in the movie too. Yeah. Well, she, I mean, she did in the movie, but this time, like, she's the one that really, like, she broke the spell essentially by taking her voice back. Could you imagine not having your voice for five years? That would be horrible. I know the people that work beside me think of me losing my voice for five years, but <laughs> I can't. I'm actually imagining it. <laughs> That would be... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure some people I work with would be happy if I lost my voice for five years. You'd bound to go crazy, especially if you could talk before. It, but... might, be, it might be really nice just for me personally. But because there... I, I wouldn't have, like... I don't know. It wouldn't matter. I would still get mad at people not doing stuff in my house. <laughs> but... Ariel did have that moment at the beginning when she still didn't have her voice where she was like able to use it to her advantage because they would just kind of forget she was there. So she would just listen and hear things that they didn't think she was hearing. Yeah. God, there was, I don't know, something that I really enjoyed though was because I mean, I haven't seen the little mermaid in years. I won't say it's been since I've been a kid. But I don't know how long it's been. I, too, am a Disney person at heart. So, like, it was cool to suddenly think of those characters again. Yeah. And to think of, like, how Flounder would age. And, like, how, like, Scuttle was still alive. Yeah. I mean, not that I know how long birds live, but I just wouldn't have necessarily thought that he would have still been around because he seemed old in the movie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he was kind of old. I felt like an older um, seagull in the movie. But he does have, like, great-grand goals. <laughs> great-grand goals. How did you say her name? Jonah. Jonah. Mm-hmm. Jonah. Was it just Jonah? What Am I thinking of a different character? I don't know. There was something that I read where I was like, I don't know how to say that. Oh, maybe the old lady? The tattoo lady? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, wasn't her name Aretta? Something like that. It was a little different. It was I mean, one of those things that until was, it the, was it the uh, little maid girl? Oh, it might have been the little maid girl. Um, I think that's how I read it too. Because it's really funny to sometimes hear names. Like, y'all notice that even when I was saying her sister's name, I was like, did y'all say it this way? Atina. Atina. <laughs> what did you do? Oh, can y'all hear I'm that? I'm like, is that you, Andy? 
no, there's a fire station down the street. They're, they they're were like, it is mad. not a Tina. Yeah, they were mad about it. Time to get dandy. He's causing trouble. I found it really interesting. Uh, speaking of Re, um, the very last chapter belonging to her. Yeah. yeah. That was a little interesting. And how, I mean, okay, so this is how I know I'm, like, put, forcing myself through to a book. Oh, no. I'll, like, look at the last page or I'll look through the chapters to see, like, what's ahead of me. So I knew, like, two-thirds or a third through the book, halfway through the book, two-thirds through the book, that the last chapter was hers. And she doesn't really become even a character part of the story until about halfway through it. And you just find out that she's like the little maid girl and she's the one who helps ultimately helps Ariel get her voice back. Right. If she lets Ariel steal the Nautilus. Yeah. Um, so I did find it really interesting that she got the last chapter and in my head, I was like, she's working with Ursula. She has really something close <laughs> to her. I kind of expected there to be this little twist at the end where she kind of... Grew te- te- tentacles? Not, like, really grew tentacles, but kind of becomes, like, an evil force that's, like, jealous somehow. Mm. And the chapter's not that long. Mm-hmm. It's, it's only, like... like a page and a half or two pages. Well, well I would say it's actually, um, I want to say it's actually, if you look at it, or if, if you really want to look at it, I would say it's more just one whole page, because it's like half a page. Okay, and half yeah, page. so for you, because you had the actual book, it's like that. Like, for me, it was like a page, and then I had to flip, and then it was like oh. a page, and then it was like just a little paragraph, yeah. whatever. But it kind of started off where she was like, yeah, she was, like, super happy. And then she went kind of into this thing about, like, Ariel. She's kind of infatuated with Ariel. Yeah, like, a, I want, like, single white female. Yeah. She, no, she's, like, all of us, like, nine-year-old little girls in 1989 who were, like, we're going to. Love Ariel for the rest of our life. Like, she was like, I appreciate Ariel being there. But then at the same time, like, Air, like, at the end, like, I pictured her as this little tiny girl who's like five or six. I did too. And she was not. Oh, but no, she wasn't. I, but I think like she was, 10, wasn't she? I think she's even older than 10, though, because. Prince Eric at the end is like, I'm going to have people come in and catch you up. And then. They'll tutor, you, they'll tutor you until you go to to um, college or, like, university or whatever. So I'm like, is she, like, 12? I mean, it would make sense. It's like, I wonder how many years she was seeing the real Ursula. Could you imagine seeing the real Ursula and being terrified to not say something? So when she, I wonder if she saw Ariel with the thing. She was like, this is my chance. Right. I mean, and she was, like, kind of obsessed but then she like Jonah came back and like gave her that gift or whatever and she was like okay it's fine and I was like 
this is just a really weird way to end this. Like, I, yeah, I did think kind of a single white female thing. I'm like, is she gonna like go to school and study dark magic and kill <laughs> Eric? And maybe I'm just going there and just reeling um, from that. But yeah. I didn't really think all that. But at the same time, like, I I think it it still strays from the Disney like happily ever after because you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. And I, you were expecting the twist from her. I was expecting the twist at the end because since this was called a twisted tale, I was like, what if Ariel actually doesn't win in the end? I was like, was I prepared <laughs> to read that she lost twice? Just twice. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Clearly y'all did not think that. No, I didn't. But I'll tell you what, um, this book did have a lot of... Um, uh social consciousness uh, maybe uh but like the there there was a lot of talk about how the the people were polluting the ocean and overfishing overfishing and how some animals had already been um extinct extinct or almost extinct because of it and so um so there's definitely a lot of um social problems or society, you know, things that and are a part of our life. That's the one thing that Ursula and Ariel both talked about that mm-hmm. was the same, was that they both were like, our world is being destroyed. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about my favorite moment? Sure. I mean, what is that? Whole, but I, no. think, I think, okay. So just kidding. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Um... <laughs> No, so I think the because Josie and I kept talking about she kept waiting for the book to grab her. Mm, yeah. When it really grabbed me was when the first little moment where it started to pick up was when like the veil lifted off of Eric and then like he and Ariel started talking. But when Ursula and Ariel met in the little carriage mm-hmm. uh, marketplace. Like, yeah. And they had their exchange. I was like, oh, shit's getting real. So, that I normally grabbed you. Yeah, it really <laughs> did. Like, between that and the fight between um, between Eric and um, Ursula. Well, because Andy kept telling me, no, there's just going to be this break in the book, and then you just can't put it down. That's what happened. <laughs> and I was, like, waiting for this break to happen, and I was waiting and waiting and waiting. And him and I even talked about it. I was like, I'm halfway through the book, and there's no break yet. Like, what yeah. break are you talking about? And he yeah. was like, well, where are you? And I told him, and he was like, oh, it's coming. I'm like, I'm already halfway over the book. If it doesn't <laughs> grab me, I'm... Usually, like, done. Like, yeah. this is why I put I mean, down for the, me, girl, the dragon like, tattoo. Because it was, like, the way the book is set up where it's, like, everybody's individual stories, which I kind of enjoyed because you didn't have to read a lot of, and then Ariel swam to the top of the ocean, and that's when she saw her friend Scuttle. Like, there wasn't that. It was just kind of from a first-person point of view. But, like, that to me was when all the stories kind of converged. Right. And then, like, I mean, they were always on the same path, but then that was when um, they kind of met up for me. And for, since y'all can't see me, I'm using a lot of hand motions to really express how big I mean, you was. definitely, if anybody really wants to know what Andy looks like, his hand motions, it looks like he's doing the breaststroke in swimming. It does, kind of. Oh, it does. 
And Just he's the doing the, the chest thing too, everybody. Like down and up, take a breath. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, I'm trying to think where I, I never felt like I was really like grabbed. You Ever. Know? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed the book. I did. It's just I, I never. I did too. If I just any... I just felt like at one point, like I'm like, okay, Ariel and Eric just just kiss already. All right. Oh, that's fair. Just do oh it. my gosh! And then just... I finally did, and she's like, I mean, it wasn't that teenage moment. I'm like, why do you have to sound so dumb? Oh, we read that moment completely different. <laughs> See, I think I had, since this, I haven't been reading all these great <laughs> I had different expectations going into this than y'all. <laughs> no. Uh, I wasn't expecting one to even want to finish it. Let's be real. So then I was just like, oh, okay, this is cute. It's really light. And then I was, that was, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, for the, like, I've told them this, but like I told them, it, I picked it up like four times. And it was in the span of a week, and I read it. So, again, going from not reading to finishing, I don't even, like, it's such a light read that I don't want to be like, I finished this book in a week. But, I mean, at the same time, it was a book. I don't know. I mean, I think I think I only. that you finished it in a week. Because I, yeah. I did not. But that's also because for, like, four days, every time I tried to read, I read about five minutes and fell asleep. <laughs> Sheer exhaustion. And it, yeah, it was out of exhaustion. It wasn't because I didn't enjoy the book, because I enjoyed what I was reading. I was just so exhausted that I finally actually just stopped for a moment. My body was like, oh, this is what it does when you stop. And I just passed out. Right. If I put a certain blanket on, it's over for me. <laughs> Don't put a blanket on. Lights out. <laughs> My husband just has to sit down. <laughs> and then he's and that pisses me off yeah I <laughs> I feel like the Debbie Downer on all these books but <laughs> like I really like I said I really did enjoy it I liked the story I always like kind of the twist in these stories and the very well known stories I like to see where people's imaginations can go kind of like almost like a fan fiction-esque twist of things. I think they're a lot of fun. I felt like... I I just didn't have a grab. Like, this book just didn't grab me. There was just, like... It was, was like, a lot of politics. There was one point where she was, like, the fake news. And I was like, ugh, fake news. Yeah. Over the fake news. (laughs) We have that every day. Why do I have to read about it? It's um, always something about fake news being mentioned. Right. Um, no, I think what I I kind of wished there was more of was, like, more risk. Like, I felt, I almost felt like this was a little safe sometimes. Mm. Yeah. And, because, um, and maybe that's just me, like, expecting, like, something Big moments. Big moments, like, I don't know. I mean, it's just, I, I just wanted... I, Eric went through her closet, like, every single day. And not one single time nobody came in and caught him. Right. But he was documenting it by writing an opus. 
<laughs> Good word. <laughs> um, Josie, I think I, when you were describing how you really felt about the book, it kind of processed for me. You described the book, well, both of y'all kind of did a little bit, the way that I would describe some music, where it's like, I enjoyed it. I don't think it's great, but it's a bop. So I'll enjoy it. I'll <laughs> yeah, you actually it. told me that once. I was like, I love the song. You're like, yeah, it's a bop. I'm like, what's that even mean? <laughs> like, like it's a bop. It's it. a bop. A bop's a bop. <laughs> but I'm not going to necessarily be like, oh, my God, this these lyrics, this voice, this is great. Like, I think that's kind of how it was for you. I mean, I, absolutely. I mean, I get it. Yeah, yeah. But I, like, when Sheila said that, and then I said the thing about fake news and all this stuff, I think the biggest thing for me is I read to escape Mm. and I read to like, even if I'm going through something and I can relate with a character like whatever, I read to escape into that world and whether it's because of the safe writing, I don't want to say like bad writing because I thought it was very good. It was good. It was really good. It was descriptive. It was entertaining. The dialogue flowed really nice. But it, like Sheila said, it was a little safe. I just, and I think maybe, I think with the safe writing and then like how overly real my reality is right now and how intense it is, it never allowed me to really fully escape that because my mind was literally in like three places at once. Because it was in the job that I was doing. It was in what I needed to do when I came back or did whatever the next day. And then it was in this world. So I was never really fully able to escape into the world. So I never had that catch. I never had anything that was like, you were in this kingdom. You are in this world. It was me reading about this world yeah and so it was just like everything that came up I was sorry Sheila it was just like every single thing that came up I'm like oh my gosh I'm just so sick of this or it's like oh my gosh like why why does it have to be this way yeah like why couldn't she just let the kiss be just this really great moment and this really great kiss And then share it with her sister and have that sisterly moment and not then have that line in there where it's like, I mean, it wasn't like a teenage moment. Right. I was just like, just let it be in that moment, you know, what? So that line really stuck in your crawl. I don't remember that at all, but I just, I mean, it seems like it because I've mentioned it like twice now, but. And I think it just some teenage angst going on. Well, no, I think it just goes (laughs) back into. Again, I think it just goes back into that whole thought of, like, how women are portrayed in books and how they're portrayed in, like, literature and how they're portrayed in Disney. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of just, like, as strong as they are, they're always only as strong as the male is strong. And I just don't think that's true. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I was going to say maybe some of like the reasons like we felt like it was a little safe was like our background in theater where, you know, like we were always taught to, to take risks. Like, is, is that a good choice? Is it, is it a safe choice or is it a risk? 
you know, is it a risky choice? Because sometimes the risky choice, it may not be the right choice, but it was something you tried. And I just felt like there was never enough risks made to make it like, I don't know, like I felt like maybe towards the end when there's like kind of like the the like battle finally with oh. everybody with at the the opera like I was like I finally felt like maybe there was some some risky stuff going on what about you, the big wave moment uh a little bit i mean she stopped herself well yeah cuz she didn't want to kill everybody she stopped herself she was so mad, and then she stops herself, which is good. I mean, she she has like self control. Would her I mean, father her would her father have had self control? No, he no. was like. But when she told that little tattoo lady, she was like, "Get everyone you love off the beach." I yeah. Was like, oh. It's it's going down. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Like. I mean, it was. I just. It it still felt very safe to me even how ursula died at the end was really safe it was eric and ariel didn't even kill her (laughs) her her henchmen did it was flotsam or jetsam like one of them did it It wasn't even one of them and it was all a complete accident like that's what i'm talking about where it was just like they were just like floating through everything and i just don't feel like with as much tactical stuff she had to do as queen like she just didn't attack it in that way yeah and maybe it was one of those things where it's like I will approach certain people differently than I approach other people and it's like if I don't want to approach this person because I'm afraid of the backlash or what they'll say I do it probably a little bit more timid or tentatively than I would somebody else who I can, like, fight with or argue with or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, like, at least be mentally prepared for that. Whereas other people, I'm like, I just don't want to bring up this issue because it's going to be this huge thing. I just don't want to deal with it. So maybe it's, like, part of that. It sounds so unlike you. I'm, I'm also wondering if this is more, like, some of our issues with this is more to do with this may be geared towards, I'm not going to say teenagers. I do not feel this book is geared towards uh-uh. teenagers. Uh-uh. But but it's geared towards, um, you know, like preteen kids, preteen girls. And so, like, maybe some of the issues we have, I mean, we're adults. We're in our 30s. We've We've lived life. We've been on our own, you know. We have, like, we've lived life. Um. Whereas, like, if you're a preteen reading that, it might be <laughs> completely, like, amazing. Like, she's a queen, and <laughs> she saves her prince, and then she gets her prince back. And, it, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm wondering if, like, maybe some of our issues are because... Because you have issues? We're adults. <laughs> no, I mean, I think so, too, because even, like, when you're talking about the way that y'all the Little Mermaid, like, for me, The Little Mermaid was about wanting to get out, wanting to do more, wanting to go and see the world. Mm-hmm. And that's what I kind of latched on to from that story. Besides being a kick-a mermaid, um, it was about also, like, going out and finding the, I like... Mean, you- can say ass. I just didn't know how this was. I've already cussed once and I thought I saw Sheila's face. 
So <laughs> I was gonna say this is a family friendly show, but it's fine. So I'm like, when did you cuss? <laughs> so no, I mean I'll have like, to go back and read. That's kind of what it was for me. So yeah, I think I think it's like I think you're right. If you put yourself in the moment of like who the target audience for this truly is, it's yeah. probably I mean, I just looked it up, and it does say that the age level is 12 to 18. Or 37, uh, but... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's like, it's, it said grade level 7 to 12. Interesting. Okay. I was thinking more, like, middle school versus high school, but okay. Like, I... I didn't feel like the writing was as um, mature as, like, book seven of Harry Potter. Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, but I think it's also because it's, like, although they're both talking about a mystical other world, it's still rooted in Disney. Well, yeah, that's true. I was, I guess, yeah. I, I guess what I was trying to compare was, like, J.K. Rowling, she she was very good at like matching the the writing of each book like year one year two year three year four year five year six seven like that fit each like year like it fit like an 11 year old reading style like like it changed oh it went up you and age yeah, yeah, like hit what he experienced, what he went through. Like Sheila and I were just we just got into a discussion on Facebook, like on a on a thread of a group that we're both a part of where it talked about um Daniel Radcliffe's favorite book is not like a fan favorite, which is Order of the Phoenix, which is book five. My favorite. It's my favorite too. It was my favorite movie, it was my favorite book. Yep. As soon as I read it, I was like, yes, this is what I wanted. And part of the reason why people hated it was because Harry was, like, kind of just a really big brat in it. But it's like, he's 15. He's got all of his hormones going. He saw like, a guy every, die this, the yeah, spring Yeah, he saw somebody die the year before. Nobody believes him with something. A lot of people are talking behind his back. And it's like he a did. lot of... It's just a lot of teenage angst. Yeah. But and then I loved it. Right. And then it's like he's forced <laughs> to do stuff that he doesn't want to do because mm-hmm. he has to work with Snape. Like, it's just this whole thing. And, like, it was just really interesting on this thread that all of us just really enjoyed the fifth book for that reason. Because it's really, like, the first glimpse into, like, teenage Harry. Yeah. Teenage Eddie. So, I mean, so, yeah, it's just really interesting that, like, Ariel's older in this, but the writing is still kind of a little bit younger. Yeah, it's still a bit more juvenile than I... I mean, that's a wide age range for it to be... Yeah. Like, 12 to 18, because, like, a seventh grader is just not going through the same emotions that a senior or junior in high school are going through, you know... No. Um, I could almost see like seventh to like tenth. Yeah, ninth or tenth maybe. She was like, she cut it off at eighth. She was like, one year. This is only good for one year. Um, <laughs> like a junior, like a junior high, like seven, eight, nine, maybe yeah. ten. Yeah, six, seven, eight, nine, maybe tenth grade. Yeah. 
So I mean, in high school, I probably would have read this as a senior and enjoyed it and been like, oh, this is cool. So question, what was your favorite character? Because I feel like I know. Mine? Yeah. Or Or Sheila's. Group. (laughs) Or yours. Well, what was your favorite character? No, I'm going to need y'all to go first because I don't really know. (laughs) Um, Jonah. I think I really like Jonah. Oh, she was cute. She was... I liked her because she was new. She was different. She Like, while she was a little... She wasn't, like, scatterbrained like her her grandfather her goal. goal. Her great-grandfather goal. <laughs> um, scuttle. But she was just, um, like, she was brave. She was smart. She was witty. But she wasn't, like, a typical goal. But she wasn't, like crazy grandpa but she was also like a caring like she she always did stuff for her grandfather that um that the other her her siblings or cousins or whatever they all are they you know they just kind of left him and she'd always kind of stick around I just I just felt like she took more chances as a character you know, she went and helped Eric in the garden that one time, and um, I just, I liked her more. I think I liked her the most. Josie? Your faces, none of them. Yeah, I don't think, I enjoyed all of them. I don't think any one of them stood out as, like, my absolute favorite. And <laughs> Ursula's one of my favorite villains. And this book, I was like, oh, Ursula, just shut up. You don't like her with her cold. She has a cold. (laughs) Yeah. Um. I mean, like, none of them stood out as like this is my favorite character. But if I had to pick one that stood out above the rest of them, I think it would probably have to be a Tina. Hmm. Because I think she actually had some growth in it. She did. She, like, at the beginning of the book, she was just, like, an arrogant, like, this is your problem. You got yourself into this. Yeah. And then as the book went on, she realized what her sister was actually going through. Mm -hmm. And it was less and less about, like, the stuff that they got and the parties that they went to and the merfolk and the mermen. And it was more about, like her actually seeing her sister for what she was and she was the one who pushed Ariel to like actually kiss Eric and actually do stuff and then at the end she was the one who was like if we don't do this for Ariel she will leave and we will never see her again right and so she was like here's the compromise I'll rule I actually have like an affinity for it like I can do it right I don't have to do it full time because dad's back. Dad's back. I don't have to do all the work. Yeah. Like she doesn't have to do all of it, but she can put her hand into it and like dabble a little bit, but not have to like be full force. So yeah, I feel like she probably had like some of the most growth as a character. Yeah, she did. She did grow. She, she had growth. Whereas there's a lot that didn't grow. No, but with that being said, Mine's kind of like, I don't know if this is legal in this series, but a three-way tie. 
So I don't know if really anyone stood out. So, but at the same time, I thoroughly, for those of us who are not as read, I did enjoy Ariel's arc. I kind of appreciated her putting Sebastian in his place a couple times when he spoke out of turn and she reminded him without even speaking, like sit down crab. Um, and like seeing some of the silent powerful mo- moments, seeing the manipulativeness behind Ursula, like she slowly took over that castle with trading people out and doing all this type of stuff and like tricking them to meet inside of the thing. Um, but then it was also like, I 100% thought she was just going to get into the ocean and become a sea witch again and try to battle her or something like that. But instead, she was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to build these boats. I'm going to build these boats and bomb y'all from the top, guys. Come at me on land. Um, And then I just love the little tattoo lady that I still can't remember her name because one of my favorite lines from the book was she was like, I got to see two of them. Yeah. Oh yeah, I gotta see two. Two. I did like. I, I did, did like almost the, pick her. I did, I did almost like pick her. the tattoo lady. She's like the wise old um, crone that just. Well, right, and she knew. Immediately. Like there is more behind her story, which I wish they kind of would have gotten yeah. into. But then part of me is also like, how would she have fit it in there? Because she knew, like, when Ariel tried paying for the apples. Like, she knew what Ariel had. Yeah. And then she, and she talked about... The apples. Like, that's not yeah. a knowledge thing. Right. Like, she knew that. She knew right away that Ariel was a mermaid. She also made the other little figurines that were, like, a little higher quality. So there was definitely something more to her story. Yeah. A true artisan. It'd be it'd be interesting to know more about her. I did, but I did like her. She was she was one of my favorites too. Who did you think the favorite was gonna be, Andy? Ursula. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mind it when she was Ursula. I didn't like Princess Vanessa. Oh, that's because Princess Vanessa was a bitch. <laughs> Not even that. Like she was just like I don't know. Princess Vanessa was just kind of really annoying. She was when she annoying. was when she was like Ursula and she was like kind of in her own element where she didn't have to be the princess. And like in that carriage when she was like Flotsam and Jetsam were with her and she was like kind of just reveling in the idea of like what she was gonna do. I was like, okay, Ursula, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But even then, like for a sea witch, some of her stuff was just really safe, like some of her moves and power plays and stuff like that. I was yeah. like, oh, all right. Yeah. I think it's because as much as she hated the dry land, she loved being in power. She did. She liked being she in power. She didn't do anything that was going to take that away, too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Would you recommend this book or not? I would to a younger person. Or yeah. somebody that's just like, hey, you d- you just kind of want to have a light day, like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I um, I would recommend, you know, like definitely for um, younger kids, I would recommend or kids, um, you know, junior <laughs> high. I would say junior high. Um, maybe high school, depending on like how much they love Disney and um, maybe what their reading level is. I would also say that. Like, if an adult wanted to read this, I'd be like, go ahead and definitely read it. But 
I also want to warn them that there are some like political type or social things in it that are kind of just and I understand that they're in them and it kind of makes sense but it makes me wonder like what the other books in this series are are like yeah um and some you know and like Josie said sometimes I I like to read to kind of get away from our really crazy world that we are living in right now um I mean, I mean, we deal with these problems every day, and sometimes I don't want to read about it when I'm trying to escape it. Right. So, so I, I, mean, I mean, I just want, I would warn, I would, I would just like to warn an adult and be like, hey, there is some political type right. things in there. Like, we mentioned Wicked a couple times. I love Wicked. Mm-hmm. I loved the political aspect Wicked took on it. I think if I would read Wicked right now for the very first time, I would be like, my brain would just shut down a little bit. Right. It would be a little too close to home. Um, I would recommend this book. I would recommend it to anybody who likes to have any type of twist on some classic stories. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of, a lot of friends who are super into Disney, And I think that some of them would probably enjoy this if they would be able to kind of, like, break themselves away from the classics a little bit. Yeah. Um, Or at least the classic as told by Disney. Um, Not Hans Christian Andersen. Yeah, because I was going to say the original Little Mermaid is way more twisted than this this movie. Super, super twisted. Yeah, I think... I think I would enjoy it. I would probably have to tell people, like, if I was in a different headspace, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. But I would still recommend it. And I was actually looking up the other ones because she, for the Twisted Tale series, they do a bunch of the different classic stories. But Liz Braswell wrote one for Sleeping Beauty she wrote the one for The Little Mermaid, but then she also did Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast. And it was kind of interesting to see the ratings between just those four books with this author for this series. Oh, yeah. And on, at least on, like, my Kindle, um, it had the Aladdin story. Um, now I can't think of it. What that one's called. That one was... A whole new world. Yeah, a whole new world. That one was four stars. But then Tale as Old as Time, Part of Your World, and I think it's Once Upon a Time is Sleeping Beauty. We're all like four and a half. But then I also was looking at like the page numbers and the uh, Part of Your... uh, Not Part of Your World. um, A Whole New World is only like 208 pages and all the other ones are like 450 or more. Oh, so that one's so, shorter. Yeah, so it's, like, a lot shorter. But I would be interested in reading the other ones. Yeah, me too. Um, I don't know when I would read them because I don't know if I would, like... This is going to sound really bad. I don't know if I would pay full price for them. Yeah. I mean, I know $10 isn't that much for a book, but when you're looking at Kindle, and, I like, now we're Kindle Unlimited... And you're like, oh, man, $10 for a book. Like, 
whether yeah. you purchase it or download it. I was like, man, that's kind of a lot. But I do want to read. I really do want to read the Beauty and the Beast one because Beauty and the Beast is one of my absolute favorite storylines. I've read several, several different versions of that story. So well, I would, def- I will definitely check out this author again. Oh, I was just gonna say, and that's what I was saying. This is not an ad, but I'm literally looking on, um, looking it up right now, and like they have a three pack of three of the stories for eighteen dollars, mm. and they're in paperback form, but they have um, a box set for it. So it's not horrible, horrible if you wanted to like, especially for like a gift or Christmas or a birthday. Yeah. Who likes to read and be like, hey, I think you'll like these. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, it was. I'll check out this author again. Yeah, I mean, I'll check out the other books and um, probably. Yeah. I just know, like, I just know how I read, and even like halfway through reading it, before Andy and I even talked about it, when I was like, I'm just waiting for that break. Even before halfway through it, I just know that I was enjoying it but where I was at I was like I think I just need a different book to kind of escape yeah and it's a book that I would have had to like put down and come back to but I'm I'm glad I read it ultimately me too I'm glad we read it too yeah any final thoughts on the book anyone no no No. (laughs) I've said my piece you said your piece Ariel's back as a mermaid. There, I said it. You said Ariel's back as a mermaid? Badass mermaid. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And she has her voice back. She has her voice back. She has her prints. Okay, I do have one final thought. Yeah. I did like that the happily ever after that they had still had them having to go with their duties as a mermaid and a prince and that they were just kind of figuring out how to combine both worlds because that's the one thing that kind of bothered me at the end of the movie is that she just like gave up her entire world and was just like yeah which I mean I guess is like part of the whole romantic like this is true love thing but then a part of you is like okay there's got to be some type of like middle ground right (laughs) well and what I liked about like the end is that she she's actually doing something like and she like she even talked to um Eric about it how like she is getting to do um you know be a diplomat and travel and see the world and or the ocean and like that was really important to her and it it was it was inspiring because it's like you can do you you know you can have the guy and a job <laughs> whereas yeah. that's, that hasn't that hasn't always been a disney attribute you know right that you can do both yeah absolutely not until merida merida Merda. I'll be fighting to win my own hand. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> She's cute. I know, I liked Merida too. She was my fave. Or one of my faves. Uh, she had like long, really red hair. 
Ariel had red hair, which is why I liked her a lot. <laughs> you don't like gingers at all. I am a ginger. What are you talking about? Exactly. Ginger. My point. Ginger. Andy's beard is a ginger. Yeah, just my beard. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that sounded really weird. I know. Get it. All right. Nope. You too. <laughs> what have you? What have you pulled from your bookshelf? I'm really behind in life. I'm still reading the two books that I've been reading for like a month and a half <laughs> besides part of your world. Um, and I have a week to finish them, uh, which is fine. I can do it. Oh yeah. You'll totally I can totally do it. Um, but improper encounter, which is written by my friend, Erica Taylor, and then Raven of the sea, which is written by my other friend, Stacy Reynolds. Mm. Ooh. And we're gonna have um, meet the authors next week. Next week for book club. I Might have a week. Got it. We have talked. Yeah, we've talked about this a couple times, and we've actually talked about this on different episodes a couple times. And I can't wait to finally hear how it goes. I'm excited, and I just, I just wish that I I've been able to read some other stuff I, and I should say I did start some uh audiobooks in the car and then like my audiobook uh it was because I didn't do it through audible I did it through my lending library um I lost I lost some of my like I didn't start like they all ended I got them all at the same time and everything um, um like the subscription ended or whatever yeah yeah so I just didn't get to finish it but um I'm enjoying it. I, I'm waiting for it to come back up so I can finish it. The Faithful Place by Tana Fent, French, which you remember, oh. you you got me onto her books like yeah. seven, eight years ago. Um, in the what was it? In the woods and oh, what was the other? What one? was the second one to that? I can't remember. But, I really liked both of those books. But she's a Irish author and her um. And she does like mysteries, and then, then I did. Um, I I was listening to Beyond Kingdoms in the land, uh, the land of stories by Chris Colfer. I was listening to that too when it expired. So those were also on my, um, my my bookshelf slash audio shelf, and um, now I am currently waiting for them to pop back up so I can listen to them again. Yes. Or finish them. To finish them. What about you, Andy? Do you have anything that you, now that we got you reading again? I feel like I'd have to have a bookshelf to bring books down from. Your nightstand is a perfectly good bookshelf, by the way. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I have two. <laughs> They're both covered with books. <laughs> No, I mean, I did actually, I was looking up the other Twisted Tales books because I was like, I was catching myself being like, oh, I'm okay with still reading. So I was trying to see like what I wanted to do. I was actually in Barnes and Noble the other day. Oh, my favorite around, I know. Um, Looking to see if there was anything that I wanted, if anything caught my eye, like that type of stuff. Um, which is funny enough, I ran into my boss, or like 
my boss's boss inside of there. And she knows I'm not an avid reader by any way, shape, or form, but she really is. And so the last time we were ever near a bookstore together, I, we were getting coffee and I looked down and I was like, huh, there's a bookstore. I didn't know people still went to those. And she had <laughs> the most horrified look on her face. So literally when, and I, of course I tried to recover and I'd be like, oh, no. I was like, no, of course. I mean, like I go in the most, just kidding. But like, <laughs> she, when she's, the, it cracked me up because when I actually saw her in the store, I didn't even know she was there because I was just looking at stuff and she was like, Andy? <laughs> like surprised, but thrilled. And she was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> And I was like, well, this fits my image. I was like, hey. <laughs> so She's like, you are clearly lost. She was picking up a book for her daughter um, that she had ordered online. Mm. And so she was in there. Um, but yeah, it just kind of cracked me up. So, I mean, I picked up like a graphic novel and I was looking at something else because I've never actually read a graphic novel. So mm. I was just kind of curious. Um, my but- hairstylist has been posting pictures from a graphic novel that she got for as a gift and it was it's so beautiful it made it made me want to read a graphic novel which again i've i'm with you andy i've never done that before i haven't either andy you might like the dorothy must die series i think i saw that on the book so i do have most of the wicked stuff that you were talking about which y'all love the political stuff in wicked back in the day when i was reading that that took some effort for me to get through. Um, I feel like I would need to finish that series. Mm-mm, you'll be okay. No, I know for me to like move past it because like I still have I have a book on my actual bookshelf. Um, <laughs> it's just decoration. But... I love, he's like I have a book. I've seen his bookshelf. He has more than one book on his bookshelf. He has like six. Yeah, like I have like ten. Now he has. Now, okay, now he has 11 because yeah, so he has like, I part wanna, of your world. I've never read that, so I kind of want to yeah. see what that angle of it is. Or I don't think I ever finished it. Oh, okay. Because well, I read, if, like, the lion one and, like, the all yeah. the other books. But. Yeah, because the fourth one is that book, uh, Rain, right? Yeah. It's her daughter. Yeah. I think that, I don't think I've read that one. I have not. And I actually haven't read The Lying Amongst Men. It's the shorter the third one. I haven't read that one yet. I'm trying to remember. I know I haven't. I've read. I haven't read at least one in like I there for a while. I was reading them all. I like. I like a lot of his um writing. Um, McGregory or something like that, or Greg something, whatever his Ian name. McGregor or not me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's an. It's McGregory. Greg yeah. McGregory. Greg McGregory. Something like that. It's McGregory. But um like but my favorite this. one that he wrote or I have two that I really like was like Confessions of the Stepsisters, which is the Cinderella one. Yeah. I actually really like that one and then I like the Snow White one. Mirror Mirror, that's what that one was called. I really like that one too. You like- let me borrow Mirror Mirror and I had a little bit harder time with Mirror Mirror until there was like one point where then I was like, Okay, I'm I'm good. I got it. But I have um, I've actually had some other friends tell me that their favorite one out of all of his is Confessions of a Star. I think I think Confessions is his best, but um, but and then Mirror Mirror is my second. I mean, I enjoy Wicked and everything, but 
Um, for people who don't know me, I tend to really love the villains. <laughs> she do. And even when I was in grade school, I was I think I was in fourth grade. I told my mom I wanted to be somebody from Wizard of Oz. And she got really excited because she was like, oh, you're going to be Dorothy. I was like, no, I want to be the Wicked Witch. <laughs> the Wicked Witch has always been like one of my favorite villains. One of my absolutely favorite. And so I loved Wicked because I just felt like. It was so nice to see a real humane side of her and the whole idea of like what makes somebody really evil. Is it because they are that way or because society makes them that way? So I really liked it. it. I I like that, that we got to learn what made her who she was. Yeah. Well, Andy, I can't wait to hear what book you bought and what you read. Me too. Mm. When you what go back to Barnes and Noble, we're gonna we're gonna keep checking on you every once in a while. We'll try not yeah. to ask you too much. We'll wait until you pick the children's book in a couple months, and then we'll be like, okay, Andy, now you have to read another adult book, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so what's on your I, shelf? <laughs> I have not been reading anything but this book. I really haven't had time to do it, but I am about to go on vacation. I am trying to decide. I was contemplating if I should take my Kindle. Like, I'm charging my Kindle in preparation to take it with me. I just don't know how much reading I'm actually going to get done. So there are a couple books on there that I do want to read and get completed. But... I don't know. Right before I finished, right before I started Part of Your World, I actually finished the second book of the P.I. Witch Mystery. Yeah. yeah. And I do want to read the third one um, just to kind of keep that going because I do like that. I liked that uh, world and I like that series. Andy actually might really like that series too. I was thinking it's. The Witches Win series. It's a PI. It's a witch PI mystery. Oh. Series. Um. But it's it pretty. Kind of, they're easy. They're fun. Yeah. They kind of remind. Uh. Like Sheila and I when we read the, the Mary Witchmas. Um. We kind of talked about. Um. We co- kind of compared them to the Sookie Stackhouse series. Oh. But. The thing that I really like about them is they're not as, even though they're kind of like that formula writing, they're not as formulated as the Sookie Stackhouse series. So you're not reading repeats of like, and this is this character. And this is like, yep, I'm just a mind reading waitress. Like you don't find that out every five minutes in the, in the books that I read, but they are a lot of fun. So I do want to, to like delve into those a little bit more but I'm trying for my trip I'm trying to decide if I should take the second book for the crazy rich Asian series which is uh, I think it's crazy Asian girlfriend something like that so I'm borrowing book two or I might take my kindle where I kind of have a a lot more well not kind of I have a lot more options on that and I can kind of find something to fit my mood I, th- I say take take your Kindle yeah. and find something to fit your mood. Yeah. Yeah. 
I do I do want to read the second book of Crazy Rich Asians, but part of me does feel like I might not be able to put be put in the mindset. I don't think you're in the mindset for that. I am halfway through so after I finish the second uh which is when series, I did start like a nineteen twenties like little murder mystery book. Oh yeah. Like the little mini book, which I'm over halfway through that. So I do want to finish that. That's good. So I, I'm like, no, I haven't had time to read, but I guess I have read a couple other books. You've read, you've it. tried to read some stuff. Yeah, I have tried. I have honestly really tried, but yes, we'll we've see. all tried to read. <laughs> We're all trying. Yes, <laughs> Andy, you have tried to read. No. Um. All right, Sheila. What's yeah. our next book? Our next book is. I'm Never. really, I'm, wait, hold on. I am really excited to hear this. Andy, Sheila was, like, texting me, and she's like, should we stick with the genre, or should we go with something else? Because it's, you, yeah, this is the one where you were like, it could be fantasy, or it could be something else. Oh. Well, they, no, they were, well, no, what I asked you is, like, should I go off of our list that oh, we yeah, originally created, like, you. six yeah. months ago? Or do I do, like, something completely different? And then she's like, well, what genre are they? I'm like, uh, they're oh, both yeah. fantasy. <laughs> yes. And then Josie's like, oh, well, we haven't really read that. And then she's like, except for the book we just read. Right. <laughs> and then I'm like, I know, right? And so um, I have picked, it's called Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman. So it's N-E-V-E-R-W-H-E-R-E. I wasn't sure if you were going to keep adding E's. Uh, well, e- I just... E-E-R-E-E-R-E. E-E-R-E. Apparently, I emphasize E's because people cannot spell my name. S-H-E. To be fair... I-L-A. I was trying this whole podcast not to be like, why are y'all saying Disney weird? But I think it just might be the way y'all grew up saying it because y'all were saying Disney. And I was like, I'm not going to say anything. And then I was like, maybe it's the E portion. Disney? At least to me. Y'all were adding a a knee. Like it was like, yes, when Disney, when Disney did the Little Mermaid. Disney? I've, you know what? We can't have this conversation because Andy and I will get into a fight. <laughs> I don't know. It might be it might be a Wyoming thing. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but yeah, Andy so- and I will fight because we'll both sit here and we'll be like Disney, 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 and I'll be like, we're saying the exact same thing, and he's like, uh, no, we're not, and I'm like, yeah, we are. No, except for this time, you were saying three syllables. <laughs> so, so this funny. is how it would go. So we're gonna move on. So funny story, just because we were talking about how people say stuff. I used to have this dancer. Her name was Jenny here in North Carolina. And um, the kids have a a Southern accent in Beulahville, and I don't. And one day, Jenny was like, I said, Jenny, come stand right here. And she's like, it's Jenny. And I'm like, okay, Jenny. (laughs) And she's like, no, it's Jenny. And then I'm like, all right, Jenny. And like, I I was hitting all her little like reflections and however she changed her voice. And her she has an ex- an identical twin sister, and her twin sister was like, Jenny, 
she is saying it the way it's supposed to be said. Stop it. And it was just the funniest thing in the world because, like, I was like, yeah, you want to play this game just because I'm not from here and y'all think I talk funny and I don't talk funny? (laughs) (laughs) Bring it. Bring it, (laughs) nine-year-old. But I thought it was funny that the, the sister was like, stop it. She's saying your name right. <laughs> um, that's hilarious. I was just looking up the book Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman. Because that's what we're reading for the next podcast, <laughs> for yes, the next sorry. episode. And I was like, oh, sweet. It's available on Kindle Unlimited. And then I looked it up and it was the Spanish version. Oh. <laughs> I was like, perfect okay. time to learn Spanish. You can right? do it. Translate it. Totally do it. Google Translate. Nice. I have have read one or two of his other books, so I'm excited to read this. Yeah. No, this one I've it's been on my list, and um, it sound it you know it just sounds really good and intriguing. Maybe a little dark, but fantastical also. So it'll be fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. So excited! Awesome. All right. Well, we look forward to that. So everybody, go read Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman, so you can join us. Awesome. Well, you guys can find us on all sorts of things. Um, you can email us at potheadswhoread at gmail dot com. P O T T E A Nope. H E A G W H O R E A D S. I can't spell at gmail.com. <laughs> I feel like I should put a disclaimer. It's late, y'all. We are. It's, it's late. late. We're all tired. Um, we've all been busy. It's late. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Potheads Who Read a Podcast. That's right. Um, you can let Please, please, please rate us and subscribe. That helps us on iTunes, Google Music Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean. That's it. That's all of them. That's all of them. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Come. Thank you for joining us today. Um, we look forward to our next episode our next episode Sheila's picking out everything now because Sheila's picking out the new potheads and training book I do I did pick out the new potheads and training book yeah so she gets to pick out the next two books um so we have that coming up which we're really excited about we just released the Berenstain Bears and the Bad Habit um last week which was a really fun episode we have some funny funny parts Go listen. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> go, laugh, go laugh at us. Yeah, go laugh at us, laugh with us. And thank you for coming and reading with us. And go crack a book open. Bye. Bye. Bye.